Hi, hello, it's Marisa with a very special bonus episode in the new year. Happy New Year! Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Today, I have the most specialist, is that even a word? No, but I'm making it up, of guests today. So last we left off, was it already in 2020? Honestly, are you feeling like I am? All the years are just merging together, melting together like butter. That's what's happening in my mind. But this very specialist of guests happens to be Sean Hogan, my, my, my love, my fiance, my partner of, gosh, I think we're going on 18 years. And Sean has been a guest on the podcast a couple of times, very, very early on when I resurfaced the podcast in December of 2018. So you can scroll back and find his episode to learn more about his story there. And then we've also come and poked some fun at Valentine's Day together as a couple. Yes, we have. And we left you with a promise. If you've been a longtime listener, thank you. We left you with a promise that Sean would come and speak about self-care really how he cares for himself he he's kind of an anomaly I'm just gonna say in terms of how he is aging uh, gracefully he's a beautiful example of that and the very exciting news that I have to share with you is that like many of us this time has been very pivotal in opening to new opportunities pursuing new passions And Sean is pursuing a new passion and is also foraying into this online online teaching space. Although for the record, he and I taught together in 2010 when we were living in Paris. We've taught a couple of classes together and we hosted the Creative Coconuts for my Creative Coconuts out there. We hosted that together in 2012. That was my first community was the Creative Coconuts with Sean. So we have been in the online space a few times together, but this isn't together. This is Sean's project. You can now find out more about that at fitnesswithsean.com. He is hosting his very first free challenge called 2.5 Hour Fitness, all about helping you kick off the new year with a reset and really taking you through so many discoveries that he made around just flexibility, balance, strength, training, health that he does in this short amount of time from home. And um, might I add, 
he looks incredible. He is in some of the best shape of his life at about to be turning 63 years old. So we both have a passion for health and fitness and just aging gracefully and just just giving it our best every day, honestly, especially when it comes to our health. And this is just a really exciting announcement to be able to share that you can learn from Sean because with 20 plus years of teaching experience, that's how I met him. I was a student way back when in the day. He's an incredible teacher. He loves to help people. And this is something he's always been passionate about. And people often ask him questions, but he's never... He Well, he's been thinking about it for a while, but he's finally like all of us who are out there in the online space saying, all right, I'm, I'm stepping out. I'm going to, I'm going to start speaking about this with the hopes of, of helping people who might also be looking for this kind of guidance. And so I can't recommend it enough. I invited Sean to come and be a guest, A, to fulfill a, a longstanding promise of him sharing some of his wellness and health tips with you, as well as inviting you to fitnesswithshawn.com, inviting you to join his challenge on January 10th. Yes, we are both, we are both leading challenges. My profitable artist planning challenge starts that day as well. You could technically, if you're an artist and you want to be in better shape this year and approach it with a very uh, gentle and not (laughs) rah-rah, just a very, you know, very intentional way of caring for yourself. Uh, you can organize with me and plan and you can get healthier with Sean and we're going to kick off your year in an amazing way. <laughs> so come and join both of us. But there are two separate events. So you'll want to go to Fitness with Sean and then the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge with me. And I will link those up in the show notes as well. And here we go. I'm honored to bring you a conversation with Sean Hogan. Enjoy. Hi, Sean. Hi, Marisa. (laughs) (laughs) I get to be giddy because I have my love on the podcast. Oh. Hey. And Pepita's with us too. She's in the background. If we post this video, which hopefully one of these days I'm going to post uh, these, the videos of the recordings I do, especially with my guests, but I'm honored to have Sean back with us today. He was one of the very first podcast guests when I rebooted the podcast almost three years ago now. And he's been on with me a few times. You might have caught our Valentine's session a couple of years ago. And we left off. It's been a very long cliffhanger, but we left off with you asking for health and wellness tips from Sean because we've got to put the video somewhere because Sean is about to turn 63. 
He's kind of like Benjamin Button. I seem to be getting older. <laughs> I seem to be getting older. The Pete is getting older and Sean is getting younger. But there is a method to not the madness. There is a strategy. And Sean, Sean really puts a lot of care into caring for himself. So I wanted to open with where did that begin for you? Because as long as I've known you, when I was your student back in the Groundlings days, gosh, I think it's almost 20 years now. Everyone, you were in your 40s, everyone, all of us in our late 20s or early 20s were like, what do you do? What's your skincare routine? How do you look this way at 43? Oh my goodness. It's just been happening to you your whole life. So you have always cared for yourself. And where did that begin for you? Did you just say I'm 43? Well, you look like you're 43. No, this was when we were in the groundlings and I was your student and people were just obsessed. I was writing down your skincare routine. (laughs) Oh, it's a huge routine, folks. (laughs) I was listening to you too. So (laughs) where did that get started for you? This desire to take care of yourself, which is something oddly we have to remind each other and, and humanity to do these days. Well, not to make this too long, but I do would, would really have to go way back to when I was a teenager. And uh, we should mention I'm six foot five. So, you know, I was growing in length really fast. And I just was so skinny. I could not put on weight. And, uh, you know, the boys that had their testosterone before I got it were, were sort of bullying the rest of us. And it, it was really frustrating. So I, I bought this set of weights and um, I just lifted weights all the time and nothing grew. It was, it was so frustrating. No matter what I did, I was just always skinny. And uh, I bought this book by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who he was about all we had way back in the 70s for you know ideas on this kind of training and he had this book called the education of a bodybuilder and it had you know basic um bodybuilding exercises and my goal believe it or not was to look like him which i don't want to look like him or how we used to in the 70s anymore um that's not how my body is i mean i have more of a daniel day lewis you know, f- muscular frame, you know, it, so it would look ridiculous, but, you know, didn't know any better. So it really started way, way, way back there. And then, you know, through the years, I've, you know, had certain gym memberships and, um, but I will say, uh, I focused on, you know, bench pressing a certain amount of weight and um, almost, never devoted any time to working my legs because I didn't like doing my legs. So, you know, even though I was in relatively good shape, um, what I've learned over the last two or three years um, is, is completely different. I mean, my approach to fitness has really radically changed um, and it's had to uh, because, you know, I'm not in my thirties, forties, or even fifties anymore. So, um, you know, my fitness is, is what's going on with me present day. Um, and you know, I guess not to interrupt you, but just coming back to this question of 
what inspired you. So really it was initially like self-defense and, and feeling yeah, like good. you could, <laughs> you could grow into, you know, someone that could kind of take care of themselves. And I was thinking we can, we can uh, probably both say a thank you and a shout out to our moms, because I know that your mom has really taken care of herself. And so has my mom, like there's certainly influences with how our parents and your dad did too, with how our parents show us examples, right. For a certain Mm -hmm. amount of self-care, would you say, is that fair to say too, that that was an early influence? Oh yeah. Both my parents and step-parents all had you know, some sort of fitness. My, my mother and stepfather would go to the gym, I think at least five days a week and, you know, work out for an hour, hour and a half every day. Um, My stepmother would take, you know, long, brisk walks every single day. And um, my father used to run, right? Well, it was called jogging (laughs) in the seventies. He never (laughs) called it running. Um, And uh, though, for none of none of them, uh, there was really any serious weight training. Certainly not with my dad. I was my dad always made fun of me. He would introduce me to people and say, "This is my son Sean, the weightlifter," as if it was <laughs> super exotic and strange that I would lift weights. I think uh, lifting weights for him was more like. Do you remember those guys in the circus who were, you know? bald, big, the strong man at the circus would wear like a, a leopard skin tunic and they would lift these barbells with big round weights yeah, on the, the end barbell. and just go like straight up. To me, to him, that's what weightlifting was. There really, there weren't in the sixties, there weren't gyms that people went to. That was you know, just not done. Uh, but I would say people were in better shape. Um, they, they, they certainly, you know, had their, their, um, you know, body fat more under control in those days. So that's it. We'll go to some of those places, like how all of this has shifted because the other piece to what ultimately happened for you, if, if you're new to Sean's story is that you did decide to pursue acting and there is absolutely a certain amount of self-care that is just built into choosing that as your first career path. You, you know, you want to look good on camera. And so would you say there's also just some general vanity and career um, sustainability in, in, in your self-care routine as well? Yes. Um, It's a little, can be a little embarrassing when talking about vanity, um, but I, I have to admit, I've always been vain. I've been, you know, complimented about, you know, for my appearance, you know, really since, I don't know, junior high. And you just start to go, oh, okay, well, I want to, this is important to me. And, you know, you can think of vanity as being sort of a, a, a negative quality or trait to have, but I will say, I think it has contributed to my, you know, health because yeah. I just, it, it, you can change it into from vanity to care. It's like, do you care about, you know, how you look? Do you care about, uh, you're certainly going to care about how you feel, right. but 
you know, vanity is more about, you know, what do people see when they, when they, when they look at you? And yes, of course, with, with acting, I was in the leading man category. When I first came to LA, uh, my agent was sending me out for soap operas. So you were on yeah. days of our lives, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as an extra, <laughs> we had to clarify that. <laughs> I know I'll yeah. own the vanity with you as well, because I think that's just for a moment, an interesting topic, like why we perceive that as a, as a negative quality, uh, is, is often because of how it's perceived that people only care about what people think. And I know for you and I both, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but we have a lot of conversations around this. It's because I want to feel good in my body and I, I want to feel good for me, not for anyone else, but I, I care about my appearance and I care about how I present myself again for me, I feel better. It doesn't really make a difference to me how that's ultimately received. Although I did grow up in a time, you know, where just as an example, we flew standby when my dad was an airline pilot on TWA and, and people cared a whole lot more about vanity in terms of appearance. They had, I had to wear tights as a little girl. I had to dress a certain way. So I think that going back to the point you were starting to make about people had an overall, you know, maybe a healthier approach to life in general. They also dressed in maybe a more thoughtful, less casual way, speaking about our culture here in the U.S. And they were a lot less sedentary because we weren't sitting in front of computer screens all day. Like Sean and I are running around the house constantly trying to put our shoulders between door jams so that we're not like fully sinking in our posture because here we are, the two of us are on a Zoom. I mean, we're spending I am especially spending countless hours in front of the computer. So a lot of what we're, uh, well, a lot of what we're touching upon in this conversation about overall self-care is just being aware of how the times have changed, how food has also changed. You know, we're both part of generations where food started getting a lot of sugar and additives and you know, I didn't know to read the ingredients on a box or a can or a package of food because I always trusted and assumed that it would be mindfully, healthfully created. And we're learning that no, actually it isn't. And that could lead to a lot of allergies that people feel and, and bloat and weight gain. And so it's definitely a more complex time. And I'm weaving that back to you and saying, as you are moving through time and you just kind of naturally fell into a state of taking care of yourself for all of these various reasons, what are the changes that you started to notice and, and how did you begin to make adjustments in, in your routine? It really, now, are you talking about going way back or when I really started noticing some changes I wasn't too thrilled with. 
Well, have you always been active? Would you say you were talking about how there didn't used to be gyms and you were also someone that once gyms came into play, you started to go, right? You had a membership. I, and- I, I did. What I didn't realize was the way I was working out, it had, um, there was no concept of body balance and uh, I had terrible posture, um, sort of that head really far forward, shoulders rounded. And that wasn't even from computer, you know, gazing. That was way before that. I remember every time I would go home uh, to see my dad, sometimes he would get behind me and just grab my shoulders and pull them back. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, your shoulders are way and, um I remember uh, I was there was a, a a woman that I was sort of interested in and she I was talking to her and she did the same thing, just came up behind me and grabbed my shoulders and pulled them back. And, and she went, you got to get your and I was like, what is going on? And then I started to notice it in photographs and things. And so. I what one thing I want to say be like oh well Sean you've been you know interested in fitness and working out for you know decades right but I was not doing it correctly so yeah just wanted to clarify that um but do you want me to talk about when I noticed like sort of a steep decline or sure just how okay. that evolved how did more recent yeah yeah wherever you'd like to take it okay um well you know marissa and i were going surfing uh every weekend and i took up surfing when i was 40 and uh you know for about 15 years would go pretty regularly and you have to be in fairly good shape um you know it is longboard surfing it's not quite as challenging as a shortboard but for someone six foot five it's really, you know, more likely you're going to have more success on, on a nice longboard, 10 foot longboard. But, um, yeah, I just was always like, I'm in pretty good shape. I'm, I'm okay. Then I hurt my right knee and it swelled up. And, uh, I had this attitude of anytime I get hurt, it always heals. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I also didn't have any health insurance at the time. And I, you know, was hearing from people like how much their, you know, knee surgery cost and just thousands and thousands of dollars. And I went, oh, God, no, I, 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 that's, I, can, I can heal this. So what happened was I built up so much scar tissue in my knee that I could only bend it at a 90 degree angle. So I couldn't squat down, for instance. It was just impossible, which meant goodbye surfing. So I had to quit that. And I think that was the start of a definite steeper decline that uh, wasn't just caused by aging, but it was that injury in particular and, and not being able to, you know, kind of check on my fitness to make sure I, I could still surf. Um, and I, I'm six foot five. So you, I was experiencing what I call secret weight gain which no one would notice when I had my clothes on that I was putting on weight because it's distributed on, on such a, a long body. But 
I noticed, and I, re I remember one time I was teaching improvisation at the Groundlings. I was, I was on stage talking to my class and I pointed really fast to the side with, with my right arm. And I saw this big white thing flutter. And I, I remember ducking because it was like, is there a seagull in the room? It's like, <laughs> it, was, it was my arm and it was flubbering. I'd never like, oh my gosh, what is happening? You know, I'd get out of the shower and I started to notice for the first time in my life, I had a gut. And, I, and you know, that as someone as vain as I am, I'm like, oh, I'll never have a gut. It's like, no, you, you do. And I did some reading on that. And apparently that's definitely not where you want to be gaining weight. So I started to get pretty darn depressed. And uh, I remember I... I I was accumulating lots of aches and pains, lots of them. If, if a genie had appeared and said, I can magically remove three of your aches and pains, but you have to pick three, I would have said, uh, okay, but can I have 10? Because I have lots of <laughs> chronic pain and that, you know, go back 10, 15 years, zero, you know, nothing. So it was, I was really starting to, to get down and I, I went in for a physical and um, was kind of shocked to see what my weight was. I didn't have a scale or didn't really weigh myself. And um, my cholesterol numbers were heading into like kind of bad territory. And I was just like, oh, it's happening. I've, I'm losing my fitness. I'm losing my well-being and health. And I was even, I was sort of going to give up, just go, well, okay, look, it's, it's just, there's too many things wrong. I, I, my knee, I can't bend it. I can't, I can't exercise. This is, I'm just going to sell my surfboard and, you know, throw away my wetsuits and just give up. And, um, but I'm, you know, I just couldn't. So it was really the um, pandemic that, you know, triggered me to say, wait a minute, just get started. Just, you know, one thing at a time, let's, you know, you, you basically know how to train yourself. But um, I did uh, something I should have done a long time ago, which was do a lot of research in, into fitness. And what I discovered caused me to completely change um, how I take care of my body, including nutrition. And, um, you know, so that so to sort of fast forward to the, the happy ending, um, I went in for a physical uh, just a few months ago and um, compared my numbers to what it was before the pandemic, two years before. And I'd put on a lot more muscle. So I thought, oh, I'm going to probably weigh more. I, I was up to 206 uh, in 2019. And uh, they weighed me. And even though I had more muscle, I was 188. So that's an 18-pound decrease. And But it was more fat than that came off. So And it wasn't difficult. It wasn't like I was starving myself or radically changing my, my diet. My cholesterol numbers were much better too. And I just, you know, since I've been working out my new way, I feel so much better. I like my body again. 
I'm not afraid. I of like aging. your body. I like your body. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, it's it's important to me to like my body. I mean, you see it all the time, and it 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 really makes a huge difference to me. I, I you know I don't like to think that every day I wake up I'm losing something, and it's completely flipped. It's like the needle is moving in the other direction. What I can honestly say, every day I wake up, I'm better than I was the day before. And I've And you're growing older. Like this is unheard of. uh, (laughs) We're only supposed to decline. Well, you have to do the right thing. You have to, you know, you have to use science. Um, So when, when I, the way I look at working out now, it's not this, Oh, I have to work out. Oh, do really? Can I take a day off? Oh, I'm dreading this. I've just boiled it down to I do, I just work out half an hour a day, five days a week, and that's it. And it's true. I, I can attest I, to it. I I, I look I live forward here. to it. <laughs> I I, I want to do it because my body has become. It's like my hobby. Like I'm a sculptor. And every day I look forward to, you know, advancing and and causing that that sculpture to evolve into what it wants to become. So it's the fact that I'm still seeing improvement um, and seeking more improvement all the time that causes this excitement for working out. Plus, I always know it's only going to be half an hour on when, when I do work out and just a little, you know, early bit of information. One of the things I do when I work out, I set a 30 minute timer. That's sort of this magic thing I, I discovered. Um, if you potentially don't like to do something like, oh, I have to do all the dishes and I don't want to do them. I found by setting a timer, I make it into a game. So I don't give myself enough time to, for instance, wash the dishes. I set it at five minutes. I'm like, oh, this is going to take way more than five minutes. But I have that timer visible and I'm like, ready, go. And you just try to do it. It makes it really fun. And especially if you also play music while you're doing it and watching that timer, it you know, becomes this challenge. So I kind of applied that to my training So it definitely has this beginning and this end, and it's not a huge, you know, time imposition. Um, It's not something that I ever feel like uh, I've got to skip because I just don't have enough time. So um, I'm, I'm just really, really excited every time I, I work out to explore, you know, what can I do today? That's gonna, you know, just, kick the can a little further down the road and like, just how fit can I get? Um, the, the cool yeah. thing about this, and that's also so inspiring is that you're doing all of this from home, from our, yeah. from our bedroom. We have a, a really beautiful, like a little bit larger size room. So I dance in there. I do yoga. I mean, when we were locked down in California, you know, we just really weren't leaving the house. We actually still kind of aren't leaving it that much. We we've gotten used to this new routine And with some simple equipment and a little bit of space and a, and a mat, you know, you, you have sculpted your body 
in a way that you didn't even have in your forties. Like it's beyond what you had younger in life. And what's exciting about, about this that I've, I've also talked to you about, um, in the intro of this podcast is that Sean is going to start teaching what he's learned, you know, with the hopes of really helping us who might be in our forties to sixties and just kind of feeling that point in life where you might just have so much going on that you're not making that time for yourself you know, you might be feeling that little bit of weight gain that sometimes comes um, with age and just, you might be in front of the computer, you know, for hours on end, like I am like, what would it be like to feel a good about yourself in your body and feel healthy and empowered and be able to do all of that from your home? And, you know, for again, for you, for your family to just be healthy and be here for you who you love. And uh, there's so much more to it than, than what we were talking about with vanity or any of that. Like it's such a bigger picture. There, there are just so many reasons, uh, you know, that make, that are, I just, I'm losing my words, but it's just, Sean and I just want to live the fullest, healthiest lives we can for as long as we can. And it just comes down to really making time and making this a priority in your life. And once you just like I talk about creativity, you know, once you get into that momentum, it's, it's really powerful. What happens? You just want to keep going with it and it becomes fun. And it's just kind of getting all of that started is very often one of the trickiest parts of just like, okay, well, how do I get that started? So how would someone, what I, what I would love for you to share are a couple of quick tips, like you just shared one with us, but what, what would be a very easy starting point? Like, I know we did talk about this on the podcast together. Sleep, for instance, is a huge part of your routine as well. Like really make, making, uh, oh, it sounds weird to say making an effort to make time for sleep, but you, you stick to a pretty, (laughs) you stick to to a pretty clear time. I know because I'm always trying to push it. I'm always trying to keep Sean up for five minutes longer. (laughs) And, uh, you know, but you really have made sleep a huge priority for you. And I know that's a huge, I mean, that's had a, uh, a profound effect as well on, on just how you care for yourself and what would be some other tips that you can share with someone who may be like, yeah, Sean, I really, I hear what you're saying and I'm just not feeling it. And I feel like I might want to give up on all this. Like, what would you say to them? Right. Well, you know, there are just so many areas of, of, you know, that people want to change about themselves, whether it's, they feel like they're they're carrying too much. You know, rather than call it body fat, you just call it like energy storage. 
like you have a storage unit. Like, I feel like a lot of people have concerns about, you know, when they step on the scale, what does that number say? And that's, that's a, that can be a really difficult one because, you know, the feeling is, um, well, you've just got to eat less. You've got to starve yourself. Um, or you've got to do hours of cardio and try and burn that extra storage off. And I've found that all of that is just not true at all. I would never starve myself. And I hate to admit this, I don't do any cardio. I don't have a recumbent bike. I don't run. Uh, I get my cardio in during my half hour because I keep my breath, I, I, I breathe hard the whole time. I don't take long rests in between the exercise. That's how I can, you know, cram so much into just half an hour is I don't waste any time. Um, but I guess a one, one nutrition tip I can give you is um, I, someone gave me a tip about psyllium. It's called psyllium husk. And it, it's just a sort of inert fiber. There are no calories in it, no flavor to it, really. And you know, I'm sure most of you are familiar with it. But you can get um, it at Trader Joe's or yeah, Amazon. Or yeah. Amazon. Um, and I get the there, you know, it usually it can come in a powderized form. And I don't like that. That's more like the Metamucil style fiber. This is actual like little tiny flakes, which I find. Uh, I just, I just like them better, but I started adding fiber to my diet with psyllium husk by adding it to my smoothies. And I could not believe the difference. First of all, I had immediate weight loss. So I don't know what's going on with, you know, it's sort of like this, the stuff you, you put in the smoothie and you've got to drink it fast because it starts absorbing water and expanding. And it's almost like it feels like it must be, you know, you put it in your, your mouth, it gets down to your stomach. And then as it goes through your system, it's almost like a roto-rooter and it's, it's cleaning out your, your, your lower digestive tract. And you're, you know, you've probably got something, you know, some like leftover stuff stored down there, or, or I don't know why, but well, I know one reason it causes you to, to um, drop weight easily is it's so filling. It expands in your stomach and you feel very, very full. Um, and this is not some sort of quack thing. Uh, what Marisa was talking earlier about how our food has changed. And one of the ways it has changed is that people are eating so much more processed food that has so little fiber in it. We just don't realize uh, that 40 years ago, people were consuming far more grams of fiber per day. And that this loss of fiber in our, in our diets is, is really uh, bad. I mean, there are, there's lots of information about um, it, you know, leading to possible cancers and other diseases. So it's, it's a huge thing. You know, you put it in your smoothie, you make the smoothie very good tasting, lots of, you know, protein in it. And it, it really has made a difference. I, I've been, you know, 
advocating fiber for like 10 years, 15 years. Um, supposedly it removes body toxins. I don't think they even know uh, all of the health benefits of fiber. They haven't all been discovered yet, but I'm, I think if, if someone is for, you know, for sure, like, well, one of the things I'd like to do is, is drop some of this excess storage I'm carrying around on my body. One way that's not so painful, I like that starving yourself is, uh, is to, you know, add um, like two tablespoons of fiber to a smoothie, drink it fast because it'll turn to like almost a solid within five minutes. Um, but you want that to happen inside of you. I used to do that uh, when I taught. So I just have that for, for breakfast. It would carry me all the way to 1.30 and I wasn't hungry. So, you know, it's just, it's a great appetite suppressant, but it's also extremely healthy. It also does other good things, which I will not talk about because <laughs> it may move into the area of TMI. But it keeps you regular. <laughs> I don't need to tell you if you try it, you will know. That's a good one. And another one that you share with people so often, especially if they're, dealing with possible like joint pain was how MSM was a huge game changer for you when you were starting to work towards healing that knee injury, because you never needed yeah. surgery. You have like more than surpassed your flexibility on that. I, I mean, it's really yeah. incredible to see what you've accomplished with just being consistent and finding this passion in taking care of yourself I mean, a passion and caring for ourselves, that's just such a, that's such a wonderful gift. We can tap into that in some, in some way, because without our health, we have nothing like we have, we have nothing. It's not something that we want to take for granted. And I mean, I feel the same as Sean through the, just quickly through the lockdown and the pandemic, I was so grateful to my teachers who started teaching online and I I do more fitness now from home than I've ever done in my whole life. You know, it's just been amazing. So this is also a pretty incredible time where you can access this kind of support and guidance and lessons online in a way that just even a year, year and a half ago wasn't available. And Sean's going to be sharing with you all. We'll, we'll talk to you about that in just a moment, but I, diverted from MSM and how that made such a difference for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can tell the knee story. Um, I hurt my knee. I thought this will heal. And uh, in six months, it's still my knee hurt. But I, the, the biggest problem for me was I just couldn't move it. It felt like it was full of cement. I could only bend it so far. Um, and I just couldn't, no matter what I did, I couldn't move it any further. And a lot of my health, uh, you know, counseling was coming from my improv students who happened to be surgeons or physical therapists. And, you know, there was, I had a, 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 a knee surgeon in my class and he, I said, Oh, my knee, I can't bend it. And, and he said, it's loaded with scar tissue. You should have been doing physical therapy you know, very soon after you injured your knee and you didn't go to the doctor and no one did that. So that that's why this has happened. You've just got to break through it. 
And he said, I, I don't think you need surgery. I think you need to break through the scar tissue. So I tried to do that by stretching it and pushing on it. And it just not, it just couldn't make any progress at all. Uh, I ran into another student because I thought, oh, I must have torn an ACL. That's that's I think the other guy was wrong. And he, he tested my knee and he said, your ACL is not torn. You know, your, your, your knee is holding with, with, with all of my ACL tests. He said, it's, it's probably, yeah, it's just scar tissue. You've just got to break through it. And I thought, I've tried like for four years. I've tried. I can't do it. Then I, I had another student who is sort of a health and wellness uh, expert and she said, uh, "How you, why don't you surf anymore? I saw there are you know, pictures of you online surfing. And I said, oh, it's my knee. I can't bend it. And she said, oh, have you tried MSM? And I said, oh, yeah, you know, I've tried glucosamine and chondroitin. And usually they have a little MSM in there. And I, that never did anything. So she said, no, no, no. Just try 3,000 milligrams of MSM every day. You can get it in 1000 milligram tablets. Take it once a day, three times. Do it for two weeks. It works for some people. It doesn't work for others, depending on what's going on. Try it. I went, all right, what have I got to lose? I tried it. After two weeks, my knee started to loosen up. Then what started to happen was because I had more range of motion, then I was starting to tear through uh, scar tissue. And that tricked me into thinking I was re-injuring my knee. I would suddenly get this episode where the scar tissue would suddenly tear when I was walking or riding my bike. And I would go, oh my gosh, my, and my knee would get, would swell up a little bit. And I thought, oh, I'm right back where I started. Once it healed in a week or so, my knee could bend more than it could before the supposed re-injuring. That happened about seven or eight times. And then the same thing happened. Every single time there was like, oh no, I've done it again. I've hurt my knee. It's swelling up. It's sore. Once it healed, I instantly had more range of motion. So I was tearing through that scar tissue. I can completely bend my knee now and I did not get surgery. And I've taken MSM about 3000 milligrams uh, all the way through and always will. It also has other health benefits. It supposedly is very good for keeping the thickness of your skin, um, thickness of your hair, nails, reduces uh, general inflammation in the body. Uh, you know, do your Take a look around the internet, benefits of MSM, and, and see what you got. So I would just say to anyone who, who has a similar problem, uh, a joint that's stiff or something, you might want to give MSM a, a, a try. I mean, depending on what's, what's up with your issue, maybe it won't help. But it's definitely an inexpensive way to try. It's, it's very inexpensive. You know, it's it's a, oh, by the way, it's a naturally occurring sulfur in the body. It's not some, you know, crazy, you know, experimental hormone thing. So it's it's totally safe. And uh, if you also Google possible side effects of MSM, you'll see, oh, it's completely safe. So, and yeah, that was huge game changer. 
For the record, we should say, Sean and I are not medical doctors. <laughs> please check oh, right. with your, <laughs> please check with We're your. We're not medical doctors, but we are witch doctors. So. <laughs> please check with your medical practitioner uh, to, you know, do your own research. But Sean's often asked these questions. And so this brings me to a really exciting announcement that Sean is going to be leading his own challenge. We're going to be a family of challenge, leading, teaching, (laughs) hopefully helping lots of people from artists to uh, people who want to improve their overall uh, health, well-being, and fitness. And it starts January 10th, right, Sean? And we can learn more. Uh, I'll be linking it up in the show notes, but this is a free challenge that Sean's hosting for the first time. I know he'd love to have you join him at fitnesswithsean.com. And you can sign up and, and join him and talk to him more and ask him more questions about all of this. There's you know, we just together, and that's why I'm, I'm honored that you came on the podcast again, Sean, I'm sure it will be the first conversation of many that we'll continue to have around this topic because we're both really passionate about health and well-being, And, you know, what can we do to show up our best in our, in our lives and in our relationship and be healthy together with the meals that we choose to, um, prepare and eat our nutrition, our fitness, our, our mental health. We're working on that too. And so we, if, if you'd like to know more, we'd be happy to share more with you as we go on this journey together. And if there's someone out there that could just use a little inspiration and motivation, what would you say would be the very, besides joining you for the challenge, because I know that will inspire mm-hmm. them. But what, which is called two and a half hour fitness, by the way, for the whole week, right? Two and a half hour, 2.5 fitness. Sean's going to show you how to break it down very bite-sized and doable, which is an excellent way to start anything. You don't need to go all like hours and hours, but what would you say is one step that someone could take to kind of begin that momentum of Mm -hmm. getting into the physical shape and health and well-being that they would most like to have. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, I'm well, not sleep sure. would be one, right? Sleep. Oh, and, you and make water. sure you get Drinking as close water. to eight hours as, as possible. I've um there are various reasons that people have difficulty sleeping. Um, and you can go online and just, you know, what's preventing your sleep, how to get better sleep. And so rather than take up a lot of time, you know, it has to do things with how much light is in the room, sound. Uh, are you going to bed at the same time? Are you waking up at the same time? Are you having one of the, you know, interrupters of sleep is consuming alcohol past 6 p.m., unfortunately, because, you know, it's in the evening that I would like to have a scotch or some red wine. but um, it means you probably won't get that deep, really healing, restorative sleep that um, is so important to your brain health too, not just your 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 body. Um, 
Well, just my, just so you know, my fitness challenge is while uh, my fitness program is, is emphasizes heavy resistance training, which I think is missing, unfortunately, from training for seniors um, and why a lot of the training I see for seniors does not prevent, um, you know, some of the negative consequences of, of aging and, it, and it, they, you can, um, but before you want to start with any kind of heavy resistance training, the first step is to get your body imbalances balanced. So posture, um, muscle uh, disproportion, you're stronger on one side or the other, and lack of flexibility, which is causing you to do things throughout the day and moving in a way that is creating pain. Um, simple one is when you pick something off, off the ground, like when I feed our cats and I want to squat down and put food in their bowls, do you bend from the waist, which is not good, or do you squat down? Um, so I had developed lots of bad habits that came primarily from my um, stiff knee um, that were really wreaking havoc on my back. So it's, it's going to be different for each person. So I can say in a broad sense, yes, sleep, obviously consuming water is important. Um, but, um, Would it even be just setting a, a day to start and well, it, this is going to be airing so soon, <laughs> just yeah. use the challenge as a chance to start, you know, pick, pick something to commit to and, and, and begin. Well, yeah. Um, would if, be, if you would don't, be what I would think. If, if, if you don't have some sort of exercise mat, um, you know, just to make exercising comfortable, that's a place to start. You know, go on Amazon, they have these exercise mats that fold into three sections. I have one that's 25 years old that's still working and just folds in two. But and I don't know where I got it, so I can't recommend it. But, um, you know, some people are like, well, I have a yoga mat. To me, that's not thick enough. I, you know, will start to irritate my, my tailbone if I'm doing um, core exercises. And it's just even if I fold up the yoga mat, I, I need a lot of cushion. We'll do some so, research and we can link to one in the show notes as well. We'll look sure. for one. And then there. also, I would say you're never going to regret getting a Swiss ball those big plastic exercise balls. They're inexpensive. And, you know, in case you do buy a Swiss ball and end up regretting it, there is a support group for those people. So, you know, you can, I'm kidding. Are you, are you joking, Sean? Of course I'm joking. Sometimes you're, you're not going to regret it. So they're, dry. they're about 20 bucks. We will they're support so, you if you regret it. <laughs> there are so many exercises that involve a Swiss ball. Once you get into heavy resistance training, and for instance, if you're using dumbbells, uh, a Swiss ball can stand in for a weight bench on lots of exercises. You know, not to mention all of the core exercises that that are possible um, with a Swiss ball. There's all sorts of you know unique stretching. There are ways to make you know, tedious stretching, way more comfortable and less tedious if you do it on a Swiss ball. So I would say, 
get yourself a, a mat if you don't have one and get yourself a Swiss ball. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's a perfect place to wrap. And Sean okay. also has an Instagram. What is your Instagram where we can find you as well? Sean Hogan Fitness. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited for you, Sean. And I hope that what we've shared today will inspire you. Let us know. You can send us a DM at Creative Thursday or at Sean Hogan Fitness. Sean Hogan Fitness, right? Fitness way. <laughs> you just said Sean it. Hogan Fitness is the Instagram one. Yes. Now. And we will continue this conversation and we'll see you in Sean's challenge. And Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. You inspire me every day. Oh, and you as well. <laughs> All right. We'll talk soon. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.